thank you for tuning in right here to The Ken Burns Show. It is great to be with you. As always, it is March 24th, and uh, there is a lot going on, a lot happening. And we're going to dive right into it in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you to go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out all the content we have there. I have a brand new um, feature on my show page. If you go to the bmgnetwork.com and go to um, the Ken Burns Show, uh, not to listen, but to the Ken Burns Show, you'll see a little section that says desultory thoughts. And it's just a little something that I'm going to be doing every week where I just I might highlight something or, or write a, a quick piece. And this, this time in particular, I, I wrote about something uh, that is, I think, important, especially now more than ever, because honestly, quite honestly, we are losing uh, the country as we, I should say, knew it, not know it, because it's not the same country that we knew um, just in the last four years. And I say that because in the last four years, we had something called uh, America. <laughs> I mean, to be to be frank, I mean, we are losing that. And some would say, you know, that's nonsense. However, uh, what we're seeing um, in this administration and what they're putting in place and the uh, the power grabs are just unprecedented. They're not okay. And we should not be allowing this to happen. I say we, I mean, the American people. We've been talking a lot, and you see a lot on the news too, about uh, the border and how out of control that is. It's because we're not standing united. We're not. And I say all this to say is that in my recent uh, piece under Desolatory Thoughts, I highlight uh, Washington's second paragraph of his uh, inaugural address on April 30th, 1789. I do encourage you for sure to uh, read it in its entirety. It is, is, it's a great piece. Uh, and it's not just literature. It is history and is from a, a great man. Um, but in his second paragraph, he, he takes the time. He takes the time to really give God the glory and express why they were able to do the things that they're doing and did, you know, in those times when they were going through the Revolutionary War. Um, All of that was done because they had an almighty being. This is his words, that almighty being who rules over the universe, who presides in the councils of nations and whose providential aids can supply every human defect that his benediction may consecrate to the liberties and happiness of the people of the United States a government instituted by themselves for these essential purposes and may enable every instrument employed in its administration to execute with success the functions allotted to his charge. And of course, he goes on to say uh, many other things, but one of the greatest things about this is that he expressed it. He just said it to the people as the president. Remember, he was the first president. And one of the things he says later on in that paragraph is this, These reflections arising out of the present crisis have forced themselves too strongly on my mind to be suppressed. So uh, like you, I too have many things on my mind as of late because of everything that's going on right now. One thing we can't do as a people and we should not do is allow them to be suppressed and they are being suppressed. Now, in this sense, he's saying, I'm not going to allow myself to just hold them inside. Many of us are saying things, but they're not being heard because 
they're, they're canceling it out. They're putting it somewhere else on the internet so you can't find it. Um, however, there's many people who aren't speaking out because they're afraid. Well, guess what? We can't be afraid to speak our minds. That is our First Amendment right, which I'm going to go through in just a minute. But I just want to touch on that. Go to the bmgnetwork.com. Go to the Ken Burns Show page and uh, check out the desultory thoughts. And I'll have one for you hopefully every week. Uh, also, check out the Pac-Man podcast as well as his great pieces that he puts up. That is Ted Flint uh, called The Pac Perspective. Uh, he has some great columns that he adds to our website each week. Uh, sometimes there's one or two. Check those out. Also check out Set Apart with KC as she dives into some real facts about uh, COVID and this uh, new quote-unquote normal that we are living in right now. Uh, also check out the uh, Ken and Mike show every every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, myself and my co-host Mike, we sometimes have guests and we also talk about uh, many, many things. Just uh, yesterday, actually, we talked about the uh, the border wall, which I'll get into a little bit here. But it there is a crisis and it's unbelievable uh, what is happening. And it's more unbelievable how the media is once again spinning it. And you're only seeing uh, a corner of the actual picture. So if you could look at a, at a wall and you see that beautiful picture up there and you can see the whole thing, but cover it all up and just see the corner of it uh, that might look pretty good. And that's the, what they're going to give you because they don't want you to see what's actually happening. There's a serious crisis right now. And uh, this is because of many factors, which again, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll get into that. But anyway, again, go to the bmgnetwork.com, check it all out there. We have a lot for you to, to uh, peruse. But yeah, I'm going to get right into it. I mean, listen to these headlines. All right. Uh, Biden to mark equal payday as women hit worse than men by pandemic. Uh, another one, federal agency investigating Biden's order to stop border wall construction. Uh, another headline on that is Biden under fire for border wall cash freeze. Uh, Biden permits media coverage of admin migrant camp visit. Again, like I mentioned, he's only letting you see a piece, a very small piece of the picture. And of course, Kamala Harris, who recently said, uh, it, it's a huge problem. This is not going to be solved overnight. Uh, duh. But guess what? It was being solved by the last administration because he wasn't just letting people just float in here. That's why we were building a wall. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. And then another one, uh, another headline, Kamala Harris urges Congress to act on gun control legislation. Uh, and that's what we're, I think we're, we're going to start right now. Um, because if you know the Bill of Rights, which, you know, part of our constitution, it was passed in 1789 and then it was ratified in 1791. Uh, the Second Amendment says this, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, I want to give you just a really quick um, fact uh, that you may find interesting. Did you know, prior to the Revolutionary War, the British actually attempted to disarm the Patriots why do you think they were going to do this? <laughs> I mean, pretty obvious, right? I mean, I don't have to go into that too much. They wanted to disarm the Patriots so that they could not fight back because King George wanted to have full control here in our United States. Um, they also placed an embargo on firearms to the American colonies. So I think 
the founders would be rolling in their graves right now uh, if they could hear and see what was happening in our country today. We think it's just, oh, we see all these these deaths. And of course, as soon as you see a mass shooting, which is horrific, uh, not downplaying that, but when you see these things right away, it's we need more gun control. But there are millions of law-abiding citizens who own guns for their proper use and for protection. That is our right. And by the way, it is our right to have them keep and bear arms, not just for hunting, but for protection against what? A tyrannical government. Now, I'm not saying we're getting there, but what does it make you think or how does it make you feel when you hear things like more gun control, gun control, gun control, take away the guns, whatever they can do to try to kill that Second Amendment. I'll repeat what happened again. The British attempted to disarm the patriots prior to the Revolutionary War. That's a fact. They they attempted to do this. But again, so many people that have firearms, most of them, the majority of them, use them properly. Now, those who already commit crimes and break the law, they don't. And that needs to be dealt with. So what should we actually be looking at? Well, let's just, again, let's tie it back to the border. We have a law here in this country, right? That is that you can't be here illegally. Whether you are a great person or not, you're not allowed to be here unless you do it the right way. Well, when you have a president and its administration just letting you flood in here and handing you stimulus checks and feeding you, well, what does that say to the rest of the world? It says, come on in. And that is exactly what's happening. And it's not okay. And I'm not, again, I've said this a million times on this podcast as well as on the Ken and Mike show. No problem with the, with the uh, immigrants in and of themselves of those people. I've been to those countries. I love those people. However, it's not okay for me to go over to their country and just park my butt there and stay there as long as I want and do whatever I want. It's not okay. Oh, we can't do that. We're not allowed to do that. We shouldn't be doing that. I know many people who have gone to different countries and they've gotten their, their paperwork and it took sometimes 10 years you know, to finally get all of their residency papers in, in order. And they finally became a resident of you know, these particular countries. It's the same thing here. And why is it this way? Because again, in order to have a country, you have to have borders, you have to have language, and you have to have culture. That's what we have here. We have borders, which right now are useless, it seems. We have a language, and we have a culture. Now, when I say culture, I don't mean black, white, Asian, Hispanic. That's not what I'm saying. We have a certain way of doing things here. We have a certain type of government. We have a certain constitution. We have certain rights that we follow and laws that we follow. We all do this and we all should do this. If we don't, guess what happens? Sadly, well, we break the law, You get a, you, there's a consequence. But what is it saying to these people who are coming over illegally that are breaking the law and getting it? They're getting a consequence, but it's not, it's not a bad one. It's here's some food. Let's figure out how to get you uh, the proper paperwork here so that you can become uh, legalized. And by the way, here's a stimulus check. Thank you for coming over. And again, the women and children, the people who are being separated from their families, that is not the fault of anyone here, not you, not me. And we can feel bad for them for sure, but it was a choice. We all had choices, right? good and bad. We have choices that every day that we have to make. And every choice you make 
what happens? There is an outcome. There is a consequence, and it could be good or bad. If you do something that is intentionally wrong, well, you shouldn't just get a little slap on the hand and then here's a roast beef sub and stay longer. You should be, depending on the crime, put behind bars, put behind a jury, whatever it is. The point is, though, altogether, we have no idea who's actually coming into this country. They are undocumented immigrants and not just Spanish and Latino ones. We don't know if they're good or bad. So again, back to the Second Amendment to disarm people or make you feel bad for being a gun owner is not okay here in America because we have to protect ourselves. Yes, we have a military. We do have a military and that's great, but they're not at our doorsteps like they are at the White House or at you know certain Congress people's houses. Um, we have to protect ourselves in case of a home invasion or whatever it is. It's our job to protect our families, not somebody else's. But anyway, uh, you know, this story about, um, I'm, I'm kind of going off here, but the story about Biden to mark equal pay day as women hit worse than men by pandemic thing. You know, he, He's inviting the soccer team to the White House. Remember the soccer player there? Um, I can't think of her name right now, but she didn't want to go to the White House because our uh, because of President Trump. Oh yes, her name was Megan. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how to say her last name. It starts with an R. But but President Joe Biden will host members of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team at the White House on Wednesday as part of his push to secure better pay for American women who earn eighty-two cents on average for every dollar earned by men. Now this argument has just been on and on and on. And here's the thing: what are they talking about? We can go through all the averages and we can go through the statistics, but statistics show in most of these cases, it has nothing to do with what the woman can or cannot do. It has to do with their choices. Sometimes it's part-time jobs that, the, that many women are taking because they have ch- they've chosen to have children or they want to be homemakers, which is totally okay, by the way, despite what society tells you, or some of them don't have a college degree. But I'll tell you what. Both you, you and me, if we're going to be honest, we know many people in our sphere of influence who are women who are incredibly successful and many other people that I know because of their hard work and determination. Same thing as a man, hard work and determination. Now, the problem, I think, it goes into the whole gender atmosphere. A man was supposed to take care of his family. It's not a competition between men and women. It's not, oh, I'm just going to try to make my living and, and be much and show how great I am and just overbearing. Look at how much money I make because I'm a man. It's, no, I'm making this money to provide for my family. So what they're calling suppression is actually comes out of choices that we all make. I think the reality is, is if we want to get anywhere, gain some traction in this life, we have to work hard at it. All of us. But as you can obviously see, this happens um, every time there's a shift in the uh, political arena, when it becomes Republican, we see this stuff kind of, you know, boil down a bit. Then the Democrats come in and this is what they talk about. And just look at the amount of money that I, uh, apparently is going over to the border, which is $86 million to house um, these illegal immigrants. And what are they really doing with this money? We have no idea. But in a few years, this money is going to be worth, I don't know, they're saying for every $100 that you have, it's going to be about $51 that is worth. 
So money isn't really the, the, the power grab here, though they're utilizing it that way right now. It's actually really power in and of itself and control control on our Second Amendment rights. You're already seeing how they're trying to control our speech on the media platforms. I mean, if you don't see that, I, I don't know what you're reading or what you're looking at because it's obviously happening. But I think it's great. There's one headline when it talks about federal agency investigating Biden's order to stop border wall construction. Um, they should be looking into this. What the heck is he thinking? I'll just read you a quick snippet of this uh, from this one headline that that's from the from Politico, actually. Go to politico.com. Biden under fire for border wall cash freeze. Now, like Donald Trump, Joe Biden has made a border wall promise he might not have the legal authority to keep. Okay, yeah, they're two very opposing promises, though. Completely opposing one another. One was to build the wall and keep our border safe. This one is to pretty much tear the thing down. Okay, on his first day in office, Biden hit pause on billions of dollars set to be spent on his predecessor's long-touted barrier between the U.S. and Mexico while his administration figured out next steps for the money. Well, while you're figuring it all out, we have people flooding our country. Thanks a lot, Joe, and your administration. Now, the Government Accountability Office is launching a review to determine whether the new president broke the law by freezing the money in violation of budget rules designed to keep Congress in control of the cash flow. The federal watchdog confirmed this week. Now, we can go on and on about what people say here and, and all the, um, the little uh, quotes, but is anything going to stick to this guy and this administration? I don't think so. Look what he's already done in office in, in these last whatever months it's been now. It's, it's already been too long that he's been in office. The amazing amount of executive orders, just like this executive order that he's um, saying that he will take action on gun control measures if they don't pass some legislation. Because remember, legislation will be more permanent, whereas executive order might kind of make a little shift. But the question is, is are we willing to actually take a look at the legislation that they're passing for gun control laws? Because we have to do this as, as tedious as it is, because the wording that they put in these things is just treasonous and really puts the American people under the control of a government that is out of control. And it is. So what do we do? Well, number one, we keep praying. We keep seeking God and we stand firm in our beliefs. Number two, we take care of our families. And number three, we don't stop speaking the truth and we don't stop getting involved and shouting from the rooftops what is right and what is wrong. And if we have an opinion, and it's a strong opinion, and you really believe in that opinion, and by all means, speak it. But be willing to be wrong, as we all should be. And I'm going to make a quick mention before we close. Uh, you know, Franklin Graham, who I've definitely adored throughout the years, he kind of came out and said something recently that really aggravated me, and uh, aggravated a lot of people, actually. And that is that he really believes that Jesus would have told the people of his time to take the vaccine, or it's something in, in, of that nature. Basically, if Jesus were here, he would say, take the vaccine. Well, I don't need to go into the stories too much. I can say this, though. Do you remember the rich young ruler? He said to him, go sell all your stuff and come follow me. And the rich young ruler walked away because he was perplexed. You mean give away all this stuff? What are you talking about? 
So what am I saying? We all have a choice. Number one, Jesus never forces himself upon you. But I'm, I bet that what I'm about to say is, is 110% correct. If someone came to him and said, Jesus, should I be taking this vaccine? I doubt very much that he would look at you emphatically and say, absolutely. Remember, faith pleases him. And if you came to him and asked for his protection or asked for his healing, I think he's going to heal you, not inject you with some type of man-made um, gook. And it is gook. And I don't recommend anyone really take this thing. But I just think that it was hogwash. It really, I don't know what he's talking about or where, where basis that he could make a statement like that. I have no idea. But sorry, Franklin Graham, you don't get a, you don't get a good grade on this one. Anyway, again, go to the bmgnetwork.com. Check out all our information there. We have, uh, again, great columns for you there. I have one on my page entitled uh, The Desultory Thoughts, the one on Washington's uh, second paragraph of his inaugural address. Uh, check that out. Also, go to the, the PAC Perspective, and he has uh, an amazing column every week that he puts out, as well as his podcast. Uh, we got the Ken and Mike Show. You can find it all on Facebook as well. If you haven't followed or liked the BMG Network on Facebook, I encourage you to do so. And of course, the Ken Burns Show as well. I really appreciate that. And um, always look forward to talking with you. I really appreciate your listenership. I'm getting great responses from you guys. I really appreciate that. But um, again, if you want to come alongside, you want to be a part of what we're doing, uh, reach out to us. You can go to the the bmgnetwork.com and go to the about page there. Uh, You can submit uh, whatever you want. (laughs) Email us right there. Or you can call as well. Whatever you want to do. We really appreciate you reaching out. And uh, until next time, listen, thank you so much for tuning in. And I really do look forward to being back with you once again on The Ken Burns Show right here on the BMG Network. The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of The Ken Burns Show, go to the bmgnetwork.com or find The Ken Burns Show on Facebook. And please join us again as we bring you more dynamic content. Oh, 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 o